0: Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite.
1: Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing?
2: We're so glad to have you back here for another edition of Blunt Business here on CannabisRadio.com presented by the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, where you'll learn more about that and we'll talk about all the goings on with the USCC Expo at USCCExpo.com. Today, we focus on the rich soils of Southern Oregon's Emerald Triangle, where Hemp Town is producing some of the world's finest full-spectrum hemp-derived CBD and CBG, which we're going to explain those three letters, because I know all of you know CBD on this program. Maybe you don't know that much about CBD, and maybe you haven't heard that much about what's going on in Oregon in the cannabis market, which is obviously one of the earliest uh, of those to receive adult use and uh, medical cannabis. So we're going to talk all about that with our guest, the CEO of Hemptown, John Cummings. John, thanks for being here with us.
3: Oh, thank you. It's a pleasure.
2: I really appreciate you having you on. and. Uh, we're glad we were able to get you uh, have this all put together. So, first of all, let's talk about Hemp Town. It differentiates itself from many growers in that it has chosen to farm feminized hemp. It's much more difficult to grow than industrial hemp. Feminized hemp is the core ingredient behind multiple cannabinoids such as CBD, CBG, as in God, and CBN, like the... The Pat Robertson thing. Feminized hemp thus represents an extremely (laughs) lucrative market opportunity for experienced farmers. So, John, take our listeners why you felt the decision to farm feminized hemp was the route Hemp Town wanted to take.
3: Sure. Well, you know, feminized hemp is much more uh, similar to, I I guess, the traditional THC-type plant that everybody knows and loves. Uh, It grows the same. It almost looks the same. Uh, It has a much fuller spectrum of cannabinoids uh, in the genetics. Uh, in fact, feminized hemp perhaps, yeah, was, was, was was used to be THC strains, just crossbred to remove the THC from the strain or at least suppress it below the um, U.S. standards in the Farm Bill and then express other cannabinoids. Uh, and as a result, it's a, it's, it's a much more, it's a richer plant. It's got a bigger, a, a much larger profile uh, and more cannabinoids. And it's not like the industrial tri-crop uh, you know, plants that, you know, are also heavy in fiber, seeds, and so forth. Feminized hemp is very much a flower-focused plant, uh, and by that we mean, you know, that, that the flowers and the buds grow very big, the stems and seeds, the seeds are non-existent, the stems are very small, and it just allows us to focus on the uh, compounds of the plant that are designed or, you know, benefit, you know, on the more of the wellness uh, aspect of, uh, you know, the hemp
2: industry. As I said at the top of the program, I talked about CBG, and I want to go ahead and bring that up right now and give some people some context. So get ready to be educated here. So CBG is a little off the radar right now, but Hemp Town is a group that feels like it's a space that you can own. CBG, or cannabigerol, is a non-psychoactive cannabinoid that plays an important role in the biochemistry of the cannabis plant. CBG acts as a chemical precursor to other cannabinoids, such as THC and CBD. Now, CBG is known as seen as the Rolls-Royce of cannabinoids. Hemp Town is one of four producers in the United States. CBG has been effective as an anti-inflammatory stress anxiety reliever, glaucoma treatment, psoriasis, and eczema treatment, among other applications. That's amazing. So much there's, and I'm surprised that uh, it doesn't receive as much attention as CBD. But talk to me why you, the folks at Hemp Town, find that so important to focus on and why it doesn't get more focus
3: sure um, thanks Brasco sure. Um, really CBG you know, is one of the 113 cannabinoids and you know I think be, as the Republic uh, begins to become more familiar with the with hemp and with the cannabis plant and has a deeper understanding of the cannabinoids yeah that we're gonna you know learn about all of them uh, the ones that we started with were THCA obviously that played a big role in the, in the recreational markets uh, there was a lot of focus on developing genetics uh, to express that cannabinoid. Um, CBD uh, was the dominant cannabinoid in industrial hemp. even though it's at fairly low percentages in that plant, it's still the one that just naturally uh, was dominant uh, in the genetics. So you know we looked at you know, I think farmers and formulators uh, paid attention to D because of available. Uh, and you see the, you know, marketed in almost any, you know, uh, uh, you know cannabinoid infused product that's non psychoactive, uh, it might be mismarketed just a tiny bit because unless you're taking a product that has been formulated from a CBD isolate, any products that would have a broad or full spectrum ingredient in it are also including you know, a trace amounts of all of these other cannabinoids. Uh, and that's why you'll, you'll find people having different experiences with similar products. Um, and it's because, you know, this, this uh, profile might be different and they may not even be having the benefit of the, of the CBD. They may be reacting to another cannabinoid altogether. Um, but as, you know, research uh, continues and we begin to understand the effects and benefits of these different cannabinoids uh, on the genetic side, we're developing, you know, strains that express those as dominant cannabinoids. And G was one that you know uh, genetics companies began to focus on. Uh, it takes about three years uh, to develop a, a, a stable strain. So right. in the genetics community, G is you know not news to anybody. Though they've been working on this for a long time, uh, and now it's now becoming available to be grown at a commercial scale, and we can make G available. What's great about G, and, and, and all future cannabinoids as they come out, is now that we have a plant that is a dominant CBD plant, we can extract and isolate those cannabinoids. We can also now do that with G as well. And now you can create formulations that have, you know, uh, meaningful, uh, amounts of these additional cannabinoids. And as that occurs, you know, the products and applications in the, in the, you know, in the hemp market will only continue to improve and, and become better and, and, and more useful to uh, consumers
2: before we go to break i want to make just a quick story which i, I want to just preface real quick yahoo finance put a story out about the difference between cbg and cbd interesting a couple of points i just want to point out just for the audience here so as we mentioned about glaucoma it can may treat glaucoma and relieve intraocular pressure and that's something the that cbd is not able to do according to this report then there's also yep. uh mrsa the type of staph infection that's uh resistant and and just there's a MRSA that's another thing that could take care of Mm -hmm. and also GABA reuptake inhibition it also could help inflammatory bowel disease and colitis help work for Huntington Huntington's and neurodegenerative diseases and there's studies that are shown throughout this story that talk about it I'll make sure to throw this uh into the description so people can see that as well and also say you could potentially fight cancer This is amazing how much is there. So um, is there anything that you've been reading about in terms of, obviously, with what you're doing with this? uh, Talk to me about any of the medical research or anybody that might be asking for samples to experiment and to do some R&D with.
3: Well, you know, that's what we'll expect uh, coming out of this year's harvest. You know, so CBG hasn't been grown in a commercial scale at all up until this point. Uh, it's a very difficult cannabinoid to isolate uh, in the current genetics uh, that have been in the market. Uh, as a precursor, uh, CB, the, the plant as it begins to flower, has a concentration of CBG you know in about week two or three of its cycle. Um, but then as it, the plant matures and this genetics kick in, it begins converting that G into all of the other cannabinoids that develop the profile for that plant. So your choices are either to harvest, at week three, where the CBG is, you know, uh, there's a high amount of CBG uh, in in the in the plant's uh, you know profile, um, but the yields are incredibly low. Or wait for the plant to go to full, you know, to the you know fulfill its cycle. But they're going to walk past a, you know, several other cannabinoids to get to the trace amount of CBG that didn't convert during that growth cycle. So the genetics have finally been able to our geneticists have finally be able to design strains where. The CBG does not convert, and it goes to lives its full, you know, goes to full cycle. Uh, We get it all the way out to you know mid September, and we'll now have you know uh, you know between ten and fifteen percent cannabinoid that is specifically G. So I think you know there's some research companies, and I think GW Pharmaceuticals is in the mix uh, that have applied for you know um, research grants or applications with uh, the FDA for approvals. Uh, They're beginning very early stages of those research. Um, but now that we, we've, you know, uh, uh, farmers like us, and we're proud to say, I think we'll have the largest CBD crop in America this year. Uh, we Excellent. expect those solicitations to come to us.
2: Congratulations on that. And I really do hope there are some researchers that will come back and they will come talk to you about trying to get some of those strains so they could use to really test some things out. Because that right there is fascinating. And if nobody's talking about that, I, I can't tell you I could find a lot of shows that talk about that, but I'm glad we got to talk about it <laughs> here in Blunt Business. Thank you for let, share that information. Yeah so we're here with this
3: pleasure you know yeah go ahead more importantly i mean while some of you know so while cbg sits in research for the next few years you know coming up with uh you know and doing the clinical trials needed but so that they can claim you know their efficacies and come out as you know you know strongly formulated applications or you know products for you know for some of those diseases you've discussed you know on a on a more you know nutraceutical scale it'll be you know in the markets next year and as an anti-inflammatory, I mean, it's you know, it's it's wow. a fantastic sports recovery product. You know, people, you know, uh, you know, for muscle inflammation. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, for trainers and athletes and things of like that as well. So, I, I think we'll be seeing and hearing the, the stories about G. You know, uh, uh, you know, a lot more in the future.
2: And you will have heard it here first on Blunt Business here on Cannabis Radio. We're going to continue with this great conversation with the CEO of Hemp Town, John Cummings, here on Blunt Business. But first, I got to tell you. The 2019 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, our wonderful sponsors here on the show, is returning to Miami August 3rd and 4th. You can learn more at usccexpo.com. Doctors, join us Friday, August 2nd, day before the show for our physician training and certification program. Take the exam to become a certified medical marijuana physician. Patients, you could get to see a medical doctor for evaluation so you can quickly and easily get your medical marijuana card. So Florida residents, make note and be at the show education, speed networking, powerful keynotes, and a very interactive exhibit space. Huge last year. We hope you'll be able to join us. we will awaits you at the 2019 United States Cannabis Conference and Expo, August 3rd and 4th, downtown Miami, inside the Hyatt Regency in downtown. Log on to usccexpo.com. Secure your tickets today. Back with John Cummings after this.
1: Rolling into some sponsors, but we'll be right back with more Blunt
2: Business. In 2018, the National Cannabis Industry Association saw a 60% increase in congressional co-sponsorship of their priority legislation, the federal legalization of hemp, as well as the election of a new Congress expected to be more cannabis friendly. NCIA will host our ninth annual Cannabis Industry Lobby Days, May 21st through 23rd in Washington, DC. Join in advocate for our industry, and forge a unified front with the industry's most politically engaged leaders. NCIA members from across the country descend on Capitol Hill for our annual Lobby Days event to tell their stories and advocate for federal reforms needed for our industry to reach its full potential. Make your plans now to be at the National Cannabis Industry Association's 9th Annual Cannabis Industry Lobby Days in Washington, D.C. Register for Lobby Days and learn how NCIA works to advance the cannabis industry's policy agenda every day at www.thecannabisindustry.org lobbydays 2019. Now available for pre-order through crowdfunding for just $14 plus $10 shipping. Pouches, premium mixing and rolling pouches allow you to carry and prepare your herbs for consumption with discretion and ease.
1: the business of Cannabis should be no crime. Hemp Inc. is even hot proved by the man who run high times. Oh, yeah. Get it on Android and I and iOS today. Marijuana llama out. Got to tend to me on crops, channel. You know. Money don't make itself. Hemp Inc. I hope you didn't forget about us, because we're back
2: with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com. We are back with John Cummings, the CEO of Hemp Town, here on Blunt Business this week. Since, John, uh, the passage of the Farm Bill, Oregon has registered over 25,000 acres of hemp with more acreage coming online every week. This volume of acreage under production will require more than 50 million feminized plants. A lot of room to cover. And actually, there will be hundreds of thousands of acres grown requiring up to 500 million feminized seeds, seed starts, or clones. So help me understand why feminized hemp is the choice for most Oregon hemp growers.
3: Uh, Yeah, you know, I'll tell you that the climate... Uh, allows the that you know the feminized genetic to thrive. Uh, I could probably you know tell you that, that more than anything, you know there's a microclimate that's specific to the emerald triangle um, that doesn't found really anywhere else uh, in the US or you know for that matter. And as a result, you know we can get the yields and results from feminized hemp that you don't necessarily get in other parts of the country., uh, the soil types are very compatible uh, as well. Uh, and, you know, in the genetics, I think we're designed and developed there. We're feminized. But we could also argue that, um, you know, since Cor- Oregon was in the, you know, in the THC cannabis uh, realm, you know, years ahead of a lot of other states, uh, that the geneticists, when they began, you know, um, designing strains for CBD, were just taking THC strains and converting them. Um, and, you know, that might also have been a factor. You know, I'm just kind of curious how we got to that. but. Um, you know, the strain, the, the strain or the feminized hemp strains absolutely thrive in the Oregon climate. And as a result, you know, I think we can grow better CB feminized product there than anywhere else in the country.
2: Fantastic. Now, Hemptown, its cultivation boasts high yields of 2,000 pounds or roughly 1,000 kilograms for those of you listening on the either side of the, the states per acre. With expansion of farmland, in-house extraction slash processing facilities, and a branded product line, uh, your vertically integrated business model is well positioned to capitalize on, wow, this is some money here, capitalize on a global market expected to exceed $22 billion by 2020, just next year. Talk to me about how the passage of the hemp bill plays into Hemp Town's plans. Was there anything that really changed once the bill was in play, and were there any changes to the strategy or the business model?
3: No, absolutely. I you know, uh the the farm bill basically brings hemp to, you know, uh mainstream America. Um it you know, I, I would tell you that it, it created a core agricultural crop almost overnight. Uh you know, hemp has only been grown on smaller scales as a, as a research and development project up until now and with the passage of the harm, farm bill, uh you know, we are able to, you know, expand our footprint, you know, from where we grew in 50 acres last year, will be in over 2000 acres, uh, for our 2019 crop. And then, you know, it's, you know, exceeding 5,000 acres projected for 2020. So the farm bills definitely opened that door. Uh, I think it's also, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a key agricultural crop now for farmers and, and let's you know make sure that you understand that hemp is big agriculture. And, and I don't mean big agriculture in the sense of like Monsanto. I mean in the sense that you can grow it at the scale of you as you can, corn, soybeans, uh, other crops and you know that are consumed uh, you know in mass quantities. Uh, whereas, you know THC cannabis is more of a micro agricultural play. a lot of the growing done indoors. you can only scale at you know ten thousand square feet at the time. Uh, you know we can scale uh, uh, you know by acres. So, we think of counting the quantities, you know, tons and acres instead of, you know, pounds and square feet. Uh, and that's really the defining difference, and that's what the Farm Bills allowed. Uh, you know, the Farm Bills, you know, opened up a market for it. Uh, you've seen the announcements, it's going to be carried in CVS and Walgreens stores uh, all over the country. That basically puts right. a, uh, a retail location on every commercial corner in America. And, you know, there's the consumer public and people begin to understand its benefits and they begin to take it and and get that sense of well-being that, uh, you know, uh, cannabinoid-based cannabinoid products can provide. Uh, That market's just going to increase, you know, um, substantially. Uh, And then you also have the industrial hemp and the tri-crop material and all the value that comes from uh, the fiber as well. So you know i think there's lots of i think hemp can you know kind of touch and play or or ha- you know ha- have an effect on almost every aspect of the consumer market oh i'm sorry yeah and the us and the in the farm bill has, has you know has opened up those doors for us
2: new developments in cbd genetics are about to shake up the cannabis industry and then the story goes on to say that quote planting feminized seeds outdoors reduces the risks of spreading male pollen which can cause major problems for neighboring cannabis growing operations what do you think about uh, that uh, prognostication
3: well, you know, when you start growing scale, and you know, we, you know, we purchased three and a half million, excuse me, four and a half million hemp seeds this year. Uh, you know, I'm trying to imagine trying to grow four and a half million clones in, uh, in late April uh, at that scale. It almost becomes, you know, you know unfeasible. You know, have to have all that many mothers in the facility that was turning out that many clones. So I think seeds is a natural transition just because of the scale that we're working at. Um, but then, you know, the feminized uh, plant, you're right, doesn't produce males or a very small number of males. Um, and so as a result, you know, you, you have, um, you know, our crops are protected from pollination. Uh, that said, you know, there's uh, there are some small risks, you know, especially in states outside of Oregon where you'll have industrial uh, hemp crops growing that do have male plants in them. Uh, the pollen can travel upwards of five miles from a particular uh, field. So... You know, it's very important when we look at where we are planting our feminized hemp seed, or excuse me, planting our feminized hemp plant, that we're not adjacent to any of those industrial hemp uh, fields as well.
2: Interesting. Now, with the fact of uh, how well feminized hemp can grow, I know there's been also some organizations within Oregon that are looking to try to ban male hemp cultivation. Um, what do you know about that at all?
3: You know, I haven't. We haven't heard much about that. I, I don't. I can't. And, you know, male plant cultivation would really. There's not a lot of benefit to it in in, in the wellness aspect of hemp. You know, where we're growing okay. these feminized plants and we're targeting the flower. A uh, male cultivation, you know, would only potentially pose a risk. Uh, the yields in the male in the male plants, you know, are don't they don't yield a very high percentage of uh, CBD potency or any yeah. other cannabinoids. Um, it's really, we've only seen that in industrial hemp fields. And so far, uh, Oregon has not been an industrial hemp, uh,
2: state. And it just sounds like really the going idea is that feminized because of the environment just to go through with something else and and very interesting about how far, uh, in history the you know, with hemp going on back before of what's been grown, I know that Oregon, it's also had quite a bit of history I've been trying to read up on in terms of, uh, much of a crop it was in that area as well especially in certain areas because in minnesota we talked to a, a group that's out there as well and how they're really that what used to be back in the 40s and 50s was a really big cash crop same kind of environment same yeah. kind of weather conditions i could definitely see where that really holds true so again i'm here with the yes. C- ceo of hemp town john cummings here on blunt business back with final questions in just a moment
1: rolling into some sponsors but we'll be right back with more blunt
2: business The National Cannabis Industry Association's 6th Annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo returns to San Jose, California's McInerney Convention Center July 22nd through the 24th. Register today at CannabisBusinessSummit.com. And take part in the most influential, award winning cannabis conference and trade show hosted by the cannabis industry's only National Trade Association. NCIA's Cannabis Business Summit and Expo offers attendees three days of engagement and interactive programs. Arrive early so you can participate in our pre conference workshops and off site tours. Join hundreds upon hundreds of exhibitors and thousands upon thousands of attendees at NCIA's 6th Annual Cannabis Business Summit and Expo, July 22nd to the 24th in San Jose, California. Register today at CannabisBusinessSummit.com. That's CannabisBusinessSummit.com. Educate, empower, and engage in the
1: evolution of the cannabis industry. Join thousands of industry professionals on August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida for the return of the U.S. Cannabis Conference and Expo. Register for an early bird discount now at usccexpo.com. That's usccexpo.com. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots.
2: (laughs) They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it?
1: Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out.
2: 2000- Garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. I hope you didn't forget about us because we're back
1: with Blunt Business on CannabisRadio.com.
2: We're on the home stretch here on Blunt Business. Final questions here with John Cummings, the H- CEO of Hemp Town. So before we got on the air here, John, I know we were talking about the fact of, uh, well, first of all, uh, I recently did an interview with uh, Mario Weintraub with the U.S. Hemp Authority. We discussed the recent, st- recent statement from FDA Commissioner Scott Gottlieb about, about new steps to advance agencies' continued evaluation of potential regulatory pathways for cannabis-containing and cannabis-derived products. You mentioned to me, well, maybe I should get Scott on the show. But you know what? If I did, he would talk like that, and I wouldn't get one answer out of him <laughs> that I really wanted. So <laughs> it's just the truth, right? That's true. But now, the hangover... With- <laughs> The hang of concern that we were, that Mariel pointed out and which is very important is that the FDA says its rules, even though the hemp bill has been passed, they do not yet allow CBD to be added to food. So does this hold up by the FDA FDA present any obstacles towards what you're working on?
3: No, not, I mean, there's so many other, you know, applications and uses for cannabinoids uh, that don't necessarily have to be, you know, in classified as food. So, um, you know, everything from, uh, there's capsules, tinctures, creams, patches, okay. uh, you know, a, a number of different types of products. So while while that category uh, could you know, will be a big category for, for um, formulators in the future, um, you know, it doesn't we don't the industry doesn't need it right now to, you know, meet its goals and to thrive and to you know and, and to you know enter the marketplace and, and be successful. So, you know, we'll let the FDA, you know, take their time to determine that what we already know is, is that, you know, that these cannabinoids are non toxic. They don't present any real threat to the body. I, I have a feeling that, you know, if they have a hesitancy about having it in food products, it's so much about the, you know, potential dangers of the cannabinoids, it's probably going to be how they are grown and produced and make sure that they follow uh, certain best practices to prevent contamination and any other type of, you know, maybe you know, bacterial threats that, you know, would happen if it wasn't handled properly.
2: Fantastic. So I'm really loving what you're doing right now in Oregon. And uh, with, I mean, what the size, the yield, the crops and all, it's just, that's fantastic. And a lot to talk about and a lot to look keep an eye on Hemptown USA. So for people that want to go ahead and keep an eye on, on what's going on with uh, all of you there in Oregon, tell our listeners where they can go ahead and learn more uh, about what you're doing and, you know, Tell us about more what they can learn from the website, HemptownUSA.com.
3: Sure. So HemptownUSA.com is you know, a site that's there for, you know, it's more of a corporate site, but we also release information and news that we learn about the different cannabinoids. Also, we make announcements regarding to our company and the products that we are either have in development or the crops that we have planted, uh, the cannabinoids that we are focused on. Uh, so it's a good resource to understand the company, its scale, uh, what its uh, business model and mission is. Uh, and then on social media, Hemp Town USA, uh, you can follow that. Uh, we get a little bit more into just the you know cannabis space in general. There, uh, we'll discuss and talk about you know emerging either trends or, or discoveries or result you know new new facts and findings that uh, you know come you know seem to be coming almost every single day. Uh, this is a is an industry that's moving at light speed, and you know the announcements just keep coming one right after another, and uh, you know can be difficult to keep up with but you know we, we try to provide that resource
2: and i gotta tell you too if people should go ahead and look for the linkedin page for hemp town usa because a lot of good information there and also just looking at the crop and uh, just looking at the area the size of the tractors you got out there the irrigation the fields that you're you're getting irrigated and you're getting ready to plant and just seeing just the plants starting to make their way up uh amazing and yeah. already yeah. offering pre-order for strains now as well so people should definitely get on top of that Hey, yeah absolutely
3: and you know and, and for and for formulators that are listening you know that are looking at CBG as an ingredient that they'd like to have in their products next year uh, you'll they'll go on you'll go on our site you'll find that you know we'll, we're projected to have a million pounds of CBG biomass harvested uh, in September uh, and that will make us one of the world's largest suppliers um, I think you know as, as we've already you know kind of learned and then we're already hearing Uh, you know, just about every formulator in the market wants a G aspect or a G part of their, you know, include G into their formulations, Uh, it's a big product differentiator going into next year. I mean, everybody has B in their product line, but then if, uh, you know, they can add G to it as well, uh, that just gives them an opportunity to create some space between them and their competitors. And, you know, we've got a a good supply of it and and we're ready to talk.
2: Fantastic. So, John Cummings, CEO of Hemp Town. I'm so thankful for you to join us here on, on Blunt Business. Thanks again for making time. I know uh, there's a lot of good information come out of this, and I'll tell you, you opened my eyes to CBG. When I read some about this, I said, well, we got somebody as a grid source about it. And like I said, one of four producers out there, I think that, you know, not for nothing, I just feel like CBG, from what I'm reading right now, just because it hasn't been a lot read about it, not enough talked about it, but like you said, I think in the next year, those three letters are going to be a lot more synonymous with what's going on with cannabis and hemp, and I think people need to pay close attention.
3: You're absolutely correct. Uh, you know, we we thank our genetics company for even knowing that G was a was a thing three years ago. You know, it took them three years to develop uh, the the genetics that we're putting into our fields this year. Uh, that's the head start that we have uh, that other you know growers might not have for a while so you know um, and we'll continue that cannabinoid train you know I think then the genetic well, the, the genetic to follow this will be CBN uh, and then we would like to know we'd like to think that we'll always be one two years ahead of the rest of the market when it comes to uh, you know cannabinoid uh, profiles and the you know and the strains that we grow and then the distillates and isolates and formulations we can offer Um And that's kind of our, you know, what we're hanging our hat on.
2: Absolutely. John, thanks again for joining us. Thank you really much for helping out and uh, joining us. So we will definitely keep up with you down the line. And if anything does come up with CBG, I'll make sure you're the first contact.
3: Thank you so much. I've enjoyed it. And My pleasure.
2: So again, Blunt Business is presented by the United States Cannabis Conference and Expo. It's coming up August 3rd and 4th in Miami, Florida. Make sure to educate, engage, and empower with the cannabis industry, with an audience that will listen and engage with you and look at you and your company as a business, as an industry leader. So again, August 34th, Miami, Florida. Leave a lasting impression on thousands of attendees. Be an attendee, and you still have a chance to go and be a speaker, sponsor, or exhibitor. Reach out to us at usccexpo.com, usccexpo.com. That's how you find us. Thanks for joining us here on Blunt Business. You can download past episodes by going to CannabisRadio.com. You can also subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. I hope you do rate your reviews. Give us a five stars. Stitcher, Spotify, Spreaker, and iHeartRadio. Thank you for listening. The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.
1: With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.